Good evening and welcome to another episode of Gunner Chat and what an evening it is. It's certainly been an exciting week to be an Arsenal fan following the away victories versus Benfica and today's win at the King Power Stadium. Today I'm joined as ever by George, resident stat man Jamie and friend of the show John Barker. John, how are you doing today? How are you feeling? I'm feeling really good actually. Um, really hyped off the back of that last game that we had, went into it not feeling that confident at all and getting a lot of messages from friends that were just basically like crap this is gonna go bad so i'm feeling it's you know that feeling that you get straight after um everything is just buzzing at the moment i'm feeling really nice how you guys doing not bad not bad not bad yeah like you say buzzing after two good wins it's been a it's been a hair raising week isn't it we'll um we'll start Son of a bitch. You you can't see the video if you're listening, but he's not happy. Um, Yeah, Benfica. Let's start off with Benfica. Benfica was an interesting game. We left it very late. Um, It was must win from the start. I think we knew that with the, you know, the league uh, position not looking so good. Jamie, I'm going to come to you. What were your thoughts on the, uh, the Benfica match? Well, I said straight away that we need to start as a strong unit against them because the um, we needed to make sure we... Oh, my God, I can't talk. Uh, we needed to make sure that we improved from that away goal. Uh, we, need, we knew exactly what we needed to do. Uh, and I think Saka, again, how he's only 19 and he plays the way he does. Crazy. Isn't Absolutely crazy yeah. player. And he got us on the front foot straight away. The yeah. ball that he played to a bang yang for the goal, absolutely incredible. And then, oh my God, what was Danny thinking? Yeah, I mean, yeah, cheap free kick. That was probably the, the I mean, I think you do have to say it, it was a banging free kick. You've got to give him yeah. some oh, credit yeah. for that. I thought James Ward-Prowse had just come on the pitch with that one. That was it. Was one of those where, like, the second his foot connected with the ball, you were thinking, "Shit," you know? <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, unbelievable free kick. Obviously, you don't want to be giving away those those sort of fouls, but it's not, you know, I don't think it's like the cardinal sin giving away, you know, that sort of free kick. I think the second goal is a different story, though. That I mean, what 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 is going through his mind with that sort of back pass? For a start, he completely misconnected with that header. Like you could see what he was trying to do, but it just kind of skimmed off his head. But yeah, no idea what he was doing. You know, he could see the player running at him. Don't play it backwards. Just get some height on it. So, you know, the rest of the team can kind of rebuild around you, get into some space. Um, But yeah, that was an absolute howler and, you know, Arteta, rightly so, just dragged him off the pitch. Yeah. It's like, you know, you're done, mate. Um, with, that, well. with that header, is, is that indicative of someone that's keen to impress, who's, you know, sort of almost doing that as a fancy for fancy sake sort of thing? No, it's someone that doesn't know how to defend. <laughs> it's well, an attacking player in a defensive position. Yeah, what that is true. Sh- shouldn't happen. Yeah, he has sort of dropped into that CDM role, hasn't he? Because probably because I think when he's had the CAM chances, he's I don't think he's really pulled it off in any of them, is he? So, um, yeah. It's a bit I, of a strange one bringing him in this season because last season he was, he had like brief spurts of being good for us and we definitely needed someone to be in the team like that. Um, but with... Emil Smith Rowe and Erdegaard both like stepping into their positions and cementing them so easily. It's literally limited him to being further back than he's probably used to and further back than we need him to be. And he can't really do what he needs to do from there. Yeah. And I, I just think as well, I don't think it's even the case that he's like the third option for CAM. I just see him in Arteta's eyes as not an option for that role. Like he'd rather give it to Willian or, you know, who knows, someone else. Well, he's even played Lacazette there, isn't he? He's sort of tried to stick a striker in the, the CAM role. So. Yeah, and arguably, I think even Lacazette did better than Ceballos has. Mm. I think I don't see Ceballos being kept on this year. 
or beyond oh, fifty. It's tricky. A few weeks ago, I think the opinion was that he might. He did have a few few decent performances. I think maybe Leeds. He might have been all right against Leeds. I can't remember now. Not um, enough. Given no, he's not. Like a 22, 23 million price tag. And I think that's yeah. what it comes down to, isn't it? Is that is he is he a Champions League level player? And I'm not sure. I think the talent's there. I do think he's talented. But like you say, consistency. I'd still like to see him pivot with um, uh, Thomas Party at some point. But at the same time, Shaka's been so solid lately. I know he was yeah. at fault earlier today at the start of it, but for the rest of the game and for um, quite a lot of this season, he's been so solid. It's hard to really replace him. And we do need to replace Shaka at some point. We need to upgrade there. So I'd like to see Tobias get a little chance instead of Shaka, but I don't think that he would be an upgrade there either. I don't think he deserves that chance at the moment. I don't think he's really earned that. I think while Xhaka can be a liability, I think his performances, he's been the heart recently in that CDM role, hasn't he? Mostly due to party, you know, can't his body not being able to decide whether he's able to move or not. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm not sure they'll keep him on. Um it was obviously looking a bit ropey, 2-1 down, wasn't it? And the main man, Tierney, turns the game on his head. George, what do you make of the goal? Tierney. I mean, we've said oh. it before <laughs> on this on this podcast. He is a future Arsenal captain. Like the goal, you know, the goal was sublime. And it, mm. that was a banging goal as well. Like Great goal. that top Great corner, goal. you know, quite similar to the goal in which he won goal of the month but it just shows mm. you know the players step up when we need them like certain names always step up when we need them are you forgetting um, who gave the assist as well there george come on you, you, oh i mean but that that assist he yeah. basically just gave him the ball and, and he just went and did stuff with it like i don't you know i could have had that assist quite happily <laughs> i think um that i think that william thing... needs it more <laughs> oh, yeah. he, he needed that and obviously and i think that's why, obviously, we'll go on to it in a moment, but I think that's why Arteta started him today. Um, but yeah, Tierney, brilliant goal. That was a guy, wasn't it, who was just like, fuck it, this is not good enough. I'm I'm going for this, yeah. you know, taking control. Yeah. Um, see him screaming, get back on the line, get back on the line. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just exactly what you want to see, isn't it? It's... And that set the tempo after that. Obviously, Lacazette came on. Bellerin came off. Saka was just electric the whole game. Um, can anyone remember with Alba's goal that was offside? Did that come from a Saka ball as well? I feel like it might have done. Must have. I, think, I mean, who I else think it is did. pinging him in for him these days? Yeah. yeah. He was just, I mean, that would have been a hat-trick of assists. He was so on it. I um, you know Jamie doesn't like this term. Shut up, Patrick. But yeah, I mean, as, as much as Alba scored the goal and he'll get, you know, he got the headlines for saving the day, I think really Saka's the man, isn't he? Like, great ball once again. But he's just bailed us out so many times this season, isn't he? Yeah, and like we've said, at the age of 19, how far can this kick go? You know, is he a Ballon d'Or winner somewhere down the line? Obviously not to Oof. jinx it, but the level of talent he's playing at. Probably yeah. when Man City spend a hundred million on him in five uh, years. Uh, <laughs> no, 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 no. It's not even going to be no, five no. years, is it? No, <laughs> no. Pep's leaving. It's fine. He'll be gone. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it's pretty tense those last ten minutes, but we got through. It's Olympiacos again. Um, yeah, I think we I think we got a decent chance. Um, is there anything else we want to say about the game? Um, I will say improvement on the offsides as well. Only four offsides in that game. <laughs> the ten this, in the first. This leg. upsets you greatly, doesn't it? No, I well, I'm still annoyed by George counter having a counterpoint to something I said the other week. I'm still wound up about that. I feel like when we've got more more offsides, it means we're in more um, attacking. I feel like we're going for it more. And I made that point and George disagreed with it. And then a week later, he agreed with it. So, I mean, I'm all for the attacking. Just 
do it within the rules of the game. <laughs> but that... no, an interesting thing going into the Olympi- Olympiacos legs, in the last 10 games we've played, I believe I saw this and hopefully it's correct. I believe in the last 10 games we've won five and lost five. So it right. on paper is 50 50. Hmm. And I think, I think that helps after us a last lot. year. Sorry? I don't think that helps us a lot, though. I no. mean, and also, you kind of think over that, that stat has got a span, what, 10, 15 years? Mm. Um, well, but you know, I think after last year. Sorry? We do play them quite a lot, Olympiacos. Mm. Yeah, yeah it's really uh, six times in 12 years. That's crazy, okay. isn't it? Um, what do we make of the draw, John? I'll come to you. How, how are you feeling about Olympiacos? I mean, I'm not too worried about them at the moment. I feel like yeah. we've been to their stadium recently and we've come away without losing. So if we can keep that momentum up, I'm more concerned with how we're defending in Europe. Like the game that we most recently had, they barely had any chances across those legs. I think they had what, like four chances and three goals or something stupid like that. Um, yeah. So I'm more we, concerned. We gave we... them all three goals, didn't we? Yeah. The, the yeah. penalty they got in the first leg shouldn't have been a penalty, but that's beside the point. Um, so hopefully we'll be working more on defending set pieces a bit and just not giving away the ball in silly areas. Um, yeah, but I'm not I'm not worried about Olympiacos at all. I feel like of all the teams that we could have got to face, that's one of the easier options that we were going to get. Definitely. I mean, was yeah. anyone George? You were watching the draw live, weren't you? Yeah. So yeah. United have got AC Milan. Yeah, I think it, Roma through yeah. Villarreal. Okay, uh, I think that will be, you know, obviously not to jinx it, but imagine we go to the final and play Villarreal. Obviously, Ooh. who's managing them now? Them now? Hmm. Emery. Evening. Is it Emery? Oh, it's, Emery. It's, yeah. yeah. Oh wow. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is quite a stacked field. Um, the Europa League obviously I think you know a week ago we would have been thinking United are still in it Spurs are still in it Milan are still in it and they are but Leicester have gone which is good um, and obviously one of United and Milan will, will go as well um, I, th- I think Ajax and, and Roma are both probably beatable I think they've I think they've lost a lot of their talent in the last few years they've sort of become selling clubs a little bit especially def- with um, Ajax's keeper is going to be out as well, so they've got oh, to be using a same choice. He's got a ban, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. And they haven't uh, got Quincy Promise either, so they're missing that creative flair. Yeah. So I think I think we got to, we are the bookies' third favourites. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I think Spurs would be tricky. I I think I think they'd be tough, but I think um, I think we could beat United. I mean, they've not beaten mm-hmm. us under Arteta, have they? No. It's, no. Um, is it three out of three? Uh, we drew yeah, one. Yeah, we drew at the beginning of the one. season, I think. The last one. No, 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 oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Of course, yeah. Yeah, seven, seven points out of nine. That's right. Um, so I, I think we've got a really good chance in the Europa League now. It's really more a case of, well, it's what Arsenal turns up, isn't it? Mm. Well, that's the thing. It's an away leg straight away. Already won in Athens last week, you know, our home game. Um, I think as long as um, P, as we know, I'm not going to call him his actual name because I can't pronounce it, puts the nightmares of the last year's um, semi-final. Was it semi-final or quarter-final we went out on? Round of 16, I think it was. He's uh, he's talking about Aubameyang. He uh, to anyone listening, Jamie cannot pronounce Aubameyang, so he just says P now instead. <laughs> it's very true. P for P E A. Yes, <laughs> no, like little, little P. It's and it's his initials. Yeah, um, yeah. No, I, I'm happy with Olympiacos. I, you know, that are you guys excited to see Socrates again? Oh, of course. I, I didn't even realise that, to be honest. Um, yeah, great. He's a dodgy def- <laughs> he's a dodgy defender. Exactly what we need to play against. <laughs> he's going to score on the set piece, isn't he? He's going to score a bicycle kick or some wonder goal. Did he ever <laughs> score for us? He must have got one. Yeah, he got yeah. Did he? He's good in small. Him. Yeah, got, good in he, set pieces. He, he got two in one game, didn't he, once? Did he? No, I think he did, but maybe one was disallowed. 
I mean, to be fair, Socrates was, when he was at Dortmund, he was a top defender. They were, you know, competing with Bayern, you know, around that sort of time. So he, he is good, but yeah, he's, he's past it, isn't he? Um, yeah, no, I, I think we're pretty happy with that round. I think it, you know, the way we've dominated games, really, I think that will continue. It'll just be a case of, unfortunately, whether, you know, whether the errors are still there on show. Um, I think with that said, let's talk about today. What a day. Um, Jamie, let's come to you. Initial thoughts. Oh, when I saw the team, right. Oh, no. Yeah. When I saw, so there was a Six changes. Six six changes, right? There's a quote that Tommy Lee Jones once used on Jim Carrey when he bumped into him while filming Batman Forever that was, I cannot sanction your buffoonery. And that's how I felt about Arteta's team pick. And everyone felt it, but my word, we were wrong. Yeah. I mean, we we, were very, very wrong. We were discussing earlier, like, oh, why is William starting? But I think given he got the assists during the week, he had to start. He was like, right, he's he's done a good thing. He's he's done it. He, this is his first contribution since the beginning of the season. Let him build on it. And he came away with two more assists. So, Could this be that he's finally realising that he doesn't play for Chelsea anymore? He plays for Arsenal. <laughs> and we might see the William that we saw last year. Maybe, maybe. Let's, um, we can talk about William in a bit more detail, I think, as we get into it. For anyone that's not seen the game, uh, six changes. Who came in? Lacazette came in. El Neni, Suarez, Luis, Mari, and one more? Pepe. Pepe, yeah. Oh, Pepe not start, yeah. I mean, yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't thrilled about that amount of changes. And I think, once again, I think an early goal has been conceded due to having a disorganized back line. Um, and I, I'm quite keen to point that out because as much as we won today, that is a theme, isn't it? It happened against Villa, um, giving away a very cheap goal early on just through to disorganization. We gave away a goal against City very early on, once again, disorganization. And it's happened again today. Um, I, I don't know what Mari was doing with that early goal. I think, was he just petrified of, of Vardy? I mean, what, what do we make of it? It wasn't Vardy, it was Tielemans, wasn't it? No, no, but he was covering Vardy behind oh, him. Yeah, but so was um, Luis. That's what yeah. I mean. Mari's got to come out, hasn't he? Yeah, that was it. He's, and he did take a look and see that the player was covered. So Mari has to come out and meet that. El Nene needs to cut inside to kind of block a, a shooting avenue off as well. Um, and he was just given anchors of space, um, acres even, not anchors. Anchors, <laughs> yeah. Anchors of space. There common a, common unit of measurement, that. <laughs> <laughs> there was a distinct lack of communication going on in that back line. The fact that everyone was looking over their shoulders to see things rather than being told, like, I've got this person or I'm here or like move into that place. When you're watching the game as well, you weren't hearing shouting. And that's something that's become um, quite normal with the recent like way that football is being shown without anyone in attendance you can hear all those calls and Mm. when there's no calls like that being made everyone's basically going well which is my better option and they're all thinking Vardy's the guy that scores all the goals so Telemans is gonna have to pass it but instead they made it easy for him because he only had one option which was to shoot and Telemans is technically good he's not you know you could see it's a it's a great strike but it wasn't shocking for him to pull that off because he's he's a gifted player Although I think it's it was his seventh of the season. Yeah, but I believe it was his first at home since October 2019. Ah. I believe the commentary said. I think mm, I'm, I thought right? I was the stat man. Yeah, come on, well, bring it out then. I, well, you mentioned all of them, so carry on. Well, <laughs> I think, you know, as much as Jacker and I think it was William lost the ball, you know, that's not great, but I think. You know, it wasn't like it was Tielemans and Vardy on Mari and that was it. You mm-hmm. know, there were other people back. I think for him to get that space, mm-hmm. I think Mari will be getting a good telling off today, yeah. being honest. And um, Del Nene as well. But Del Nene the... just kind of coasted into the into the box. He didn't try and close him down either. 
But is this indicative of a team that is being changed so much so often? You know, I think two or three games in a row now, we've seen three of the back four change. That's going to lead to disorganisation, surely. Yeah, I think Arteta's still trying to distinguish who his best back four is. Yeah. Um, You know, we've cut a lot of players out, but still, you know, we've still got plenty of choices there. And just, yeah, just going a bit further with that lineup, who is his best centre-back partnership? Is that a case of, was today his idea of his best centre-back partnership? Or was it on Thursday? Or did he just try and mix and match between the two? I think the injury to Holdings affected it as well. Yeah, definitely. That's true. Yeah. Um, I don't think he knows what his best centre-back partnership is. I don't think he will know until the summer, until we get um, Snapchat Boy back and see if we actually want to play him. William you... Saliba for yeah. those unaware. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Just have to commentate on Jamie's commentary. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I still think uh, Gabriel is recovering from COVID. Uh, he has lost a lot of pace. Yeah, yeah. that'll take it out of you. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. it. Like, you know, he's not played people, much. Yeah. Some people have gotten over COVID in a week or two. Some have suffered for months. And it just seems yeah. it has hit Gabriel's form. Lascelles came out recently, didn't he, for Newcastle and said how much he'd been affected by it. I think he, it cost him about two months in the mm-hmm. end. Um, yeah, because it's, you know, you never know about underlying health and variants. It's not just, this, it's not a one size sort of fits all scenario, is it? Not by any means. Have players been vaccinated yet? They haven't uh, mentioned it. I no. think, I think I, if they if they were, you would get a massive uproar from the public. Yeah, I don't think that would go down well. Yeah, they're already getting a free pass to carry on working, and yeah, I guess if else, you yeah. if you give you know these elite footballers a vaccine, I think all their rules are going to go out the window. And oh yeah, and look how many footballers have broken it. I think I know absolute disaster if they were vaccine before. Amount of hookers that um, Carl Walker will buy after he has a vaccine is absolutely (laughs) terrible. It's going to be 2023 and they're still waiting for the vaccine just because they're trying to keep them in line. (laughs) Oh, God. Well, we conceded that. Um, To be honest, the game could have fallen apart in the very next minute with Leno's interesting pass. (laughs) He's looked a bit shaken up recently. He's not been very comfortable with the ball at his feet. I don't think yeah, that's something that comes naturally to him. Yeah. If if mm. that went in, I think that was game over. Yeah. 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 He's certainly 100%. been better with his longer, like further cleared out balls. Those past completions over the last week or so has been really high, but his short balls, the yeah, he's panicking for that. He's not yeah. as relaxed and he's definitely not as good with both feet. As a previous keeper, oh no! Wait, <laughs> just, I'm just sorry. I'm sorry. Who kept another clean sheet over the weekend? Oh, we can't keep banging on that thread, can we? But honestly, I think we we're extremely lucky to get away with that. Um, and I it sh- it that shows from the game. It shows from the last two games, including today, that once we actually are behind, we're still going for it. And I think yeah. that's been our problem over the last few weeks where we've just settled. We haven't really tried and we've shown a lot of character. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Um, yeah. And that was, that was shown. Pepe obviously went down a few minutes later. What did we make of obviously VAR overturning the call? It was, I looked at it and I didn't, I thought it was going to be overturned completely. I didn't, mm. I thought Pepe did dive. Um there might have been a slight contact with his knee, but I, yeah, I thought it was a dive. So I was quite surprised to see it overturned for a free kick. Yeah. I think the camera angles weren't super clear. I, mm. I don't, I don't think Tielemans took him down. I don't know. Um, there is an no, angle you can see where their legs um, do connect because you see Tielemans um, knee sort of go off at a, an unnatural angle after they've connected. But yeah, right. again, like it's it's such a hit or miss 
decision-making thing. And because there was already the foul outside of the box, they had to yeah. put it back for that instead. Well, that, that's what VAR was saying, wasn't it? It's because indeed he made contact first. Indeed is... Yeah. <laughs> Someone's been that's... reading my Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> it's that's... a joke I make every game. Yeah, I can okay. imagine. Every game. <laughs> every game. My dad's sick of it now. Um, and now yeah. our listeners will be. <laughs> So I think we all agree that, that that's probably the right decision. VAR. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. And I, I thought we sort of started to get a, a foothold in the game from there. Um, Barnes had a long sort of shot after that, which is probably one of their last chances, actually. Um, it's well saved by Leno. Um, William had a few free kicks and corners, which not much came of. And then 39th minute, William finally gets a Premier League assist. It's been a while. Well, he already had two. No, they're but... saying it's been a while. George, yeah. Listen to the whole thing. Were well, you not listening? <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> um, yeah, carry so, on. Interesting fact with that assist, um, William assisting Louise for the goal is oh, only the okay. second other team um, like duo from another club that we've signed to have done it, with the previous being John Hartson and Ian Wright from West Ham. Oh, I don't know. Wow. That well, is a good Mkhitaryan and uh, Abangyang. Oh. Maybe not in an... Maybe it's in an maybe. away game then. Yeah, or, or, or a premiership, is, from yeah, a premiership team. Yeah. yeah, it might be from premiership teams that they've been signed for. But that was one of Opta Joe's ones going into this. Mm. Yeah. God yeah, and- bless the Chelsea retirement home that is Arsenal for that goal. <laughs> Indeed. But it, it brings Willian, or from the end of this game at least, that brings Willian to the highest assists for the club. Yeah. At the moment, he's. Well, for the got, season. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah. With five assists, that makes him the uh, our best player for assists. Yeah. But isn't also- that that's joint, though, isn't it? Um, I think. I think Tierney and so, Saka yeah. are on the same. Um, well, Smith Rowe was on four. Did Did William get the assist for the the last goal? Yeah, 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 he did. I think he gave it to him. Interesting. Yeah. Well, he did. He did actually play the ball in it. He did. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah and it's also they're um we're comparing it to the Chelsea signings as well because he has just as many assists as I think Ziyech and Havertz or Ziyech and Mounts. Okay. And obviously, they're comparing the prices paid between <laughs> transfers, obviously, nothing. And uh, what was it, 40 million for ZH and 70, 80 million for Havertz? Yeah. That's another player that's been completely destroyed by COVID, let's be honest. Havertz has not responded well from yeah, yeah. it. Like, he's, I think he, of all the players that have been affected, that's the one. No, nah, I think he's just not adapted to the Premier League. I don't think he came over and was smashing it and then fell to the wayside. I think he's just not done it at all. Chelsea fans are not not happy with him at all. Same with same with Werner. But anyway, we're not here to talk about Chelsea. Uh, having said that, David Luiz. <laughs> it, was a, it was a good header, wasn't it? Good ball. Lots of power on the header. Flicked his neck well. Uh, Schmeichel's not saving that, is he? No, no, no. no. Fantastic thumping header. Yeah, uh, that's yeah. some of my favorite goals to see. Are just those big headers where you can sort of you feel them pulling their shoulders back, and then just everything into it. Just ah, oh, yeah, love it. yeah. And I mean, six minutes before half time, it's a it's a great time to score, isn't it? I mean, clearly because we ended up scoring shortly after. Um, but but before we come to that, Smith Rowe off injured. That's not a good sight, is it? No, no it's it's, tough. yeah. We, have we heard any news about what it is yet? Like how long he's sidelined for? I haven't heard. Don't anything. know how long it'll be, but it's a groinal. Um, he's like stretched his groin or something, mm. which is quite a common thing to have. Yeah, but I think when um, it it just it just highlights why we brought Erdegaard in. You know, people were saying, "Oh, what if it it." you know stunts his growth and development and stuff like that but it just shows what if smith road does get injured and yeah. who who else would we have had to step into that role so now is Erdegaard's time to really show what he can bring to this team and see if 
you know, he makes it that he wants to stay permanently. But is this a case with Smithrow, especially when there's been such heavy rotation where Smithrow has not been rotated that much? You know, he sat out most of City, and I think that is it in the recent run of games. Is this a case of, you know, him trying to manage the team but overlooking the fact that Smithrow needs resting as well? I think so. Yeah, that's his fourth game in a row that he's played, so. Yeah, I think he's been looking at maybe Smithrow and Saka. Like, you know, they're they're the youngest kids in the team. They're going to have the most energy. They can probably recover the fastest. But at the end of the day, they can burn out just as well as the experienced players. Yeah. And is it confusing a little bit that he started so many games and Martinelli, we haven't seen. I can't even tell you when Martinelli last played. No, I can't. Is no, it this year? Sure. I don't even know if it's this year. It might be. It might even be Chelsea or the game after oh, Chelsea. No, he came on um, for like twenty uh, for like twenty seconds against Benfica in the first leg, according to my notes. Okay, that changes everything. No, he, started he, he has started a Premier League game. Um, it was the one after Chelsea, though, isn't it? Whoever, whoever no, it was, was. when Albamiang was out. Um, he did start. I can't remember who we were playing, but. I'm pretty sure he started then. He's one um, of those players that he's started six games for Arteta total over the two seasons, three in each of them, um, which means that he's been used as a starter more than uh, Emery used him. But you just don't really remember when he's been used. I think the first time so that we bring him back in. Yeah. And we've yeah. been like trying to protect him. So he's been getting subbed off early and just not being able to have the impact. But also the games that he was brought in were before we were using a more creative uh, fulcrum in the middle and we were just hoping that he'd be able to do something out of nothing. And as a result of that, we've not really been able to get as much from him as we could maybe have got with um, Erdegaard and everyone all in the middle of the pitch just passing the ball about. I, but he's yeah. he's going to struggle to take that position off of Aubameyang if Aubameyang is back into scoring. Yeah, it is concerning in two parts. One, that Smith-Rowe is playing so much and has now gone off injured. You know, Arteta said it's muscular and he hopes it's not too bad, which doesn't mean anything. Um, but yeah, also that, that Martinelli just can't get any chances at all. That's that's concerning because if, if this goes on to the rest of the season, he's going to be thinking, well, I'm a shit-hot talent, man. Why am I yeah, you know, just warming the bench at 19 when these other guys, or is he 20? I don't know. While these other guys are getting out and lighting the league up, you know, he, he'll be backing himself to be just as good as them. Mm-hmm. Um, Did anyone see the comments from Jack Wilshere during the week about how... Um, he was constantly being told by the physios and everyone that he needed to rest and he needed to not be playing as many games at that age, but he was ignoring their uh, best wishes and everything and saying like, no, I I need to play. I need to get the game time. I need to be constantly um, playing and was constantly telling the like manager. So Benger that he was fine to play, that it was okay for him to go out there and do it. And that's partly why he was getting injured so often is because he wasn't listening to his body. He was just listening to his like, desire to play and I wonder whether we get part of that like with um, Saka with Emil Smith-Rowe they're so eager to impress and to yeah. be part of the team that mm. they're going to play themselves until the manager literally says no you've got to you got to stop yeah and that's where it's up to the experience of the manager to really well manage the situation and you've got you know Smith-Rowe playing you know way too much and Martinelli not playing at all um, and recently in the same position. So that's something he's going to have to think about. Um, let's hope it's not too bad. I'm sure we will hear more tomorrow. Uh, let's come on to the penalty. I mean, it's clear pen, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I I, I mean, the commentators were saying they couldn't see Leicester com- um, complaining about that. And Didi's got his, you know, it looks like he's doing a Mexican wave or something. I, I don't know <laughs> what he was thinking. Uh, <laughs> Indeed he did. Yeah, oh, I mean that's twice. Can we get some sort of uh, like bucket that you've got to put money in every time you, you know, it, say a that, shitty pun? That's that, that's called Skybet. Uh, <laughs> anytime there's a bad pun or he mispronounces a name, wow, we're gonna be loaded. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's a clear pen. Uh, I was I was a bit tense about whether Lacazette was gonna score that. I don't know why. I just had a feeling. I was like, oh, yeah, I, I know what you mean. It's we, one of those. It's like 
a great chance for Arsenal. Yeah. Uh, surely not. And I think it was also where I was watching the uh, West Brom Brighton game and Brighton missed two penalties in the same game. And I just oh, like, yeah. I hope we don't start channeling that. Well, as Brits or English people, sorry, uh, we do hate penalties. It's in our uh, DNA to hate a penalty. So yeah. as soon as I see yeah. one of our players come up, especially if you've got that player in your fantasy team, that's when you really panic. Because <laughs> it's not just going to affect that game, it's going to affect your fantasy league. Commentary yeah. had also uh, spent a lot of the game saying, Lacazette's been struggling to score goals lately. Oh, he's not scoring yeah. goals. Uh, I was like, I feel like he hasn't been struggling. It's just the fact that he's been helping provide for Aubameyang to do that or other people on the team have been doing it because he's still, or he's still got a high, Yeah, he's still got the joint most goal involvements with Aubameyang at 14. So I don't think that he has been struggling, but I went into that penalty with that just echoing in my mind that like he's he's struggling for goals lately and now he has a chance for him to either fix that or, you know, screw it up. And commentators are the worst, aren't they? Like, you know, when we're playing Leeds and they got two back and they start going, oh, there was this one time a few years ago where Arsenal <laughs> threw away a 4-0 lead. And you're like, oh, God, was there? Oh, no. <laughs> you know? Did everyone hear uh, Martin Keown as well uh, comparing Emil Smith-Rowe to Cristiano Ronaldo? No. 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 When he was being subbed off, they were talking about like um, Erdegaard's last appearance or one of his... Um, no, it might have been his debut appearance for... Real Madrid was being brought on as a sub to replace Cristiano Ronaldo coming off. And then Emil Smith-Rowe got injured and they were like, it's not quite the, um, the same as replacing Cristiano Ronaldo, but give Emil Smith-Rowe a few years, it probably will be. And it was like, <laughs> I, what? Can we oh, just wow. let him play some games first before? Yeah. Oh, Leave the Croydon De Bruyne alone. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's not put all the pressure on him. <laughs> I feel like Keown yeah. goes between absolutely hating the club and just loving the club in equal measure. So I guess he is. A he he is a frustrating yeah. pundit. I find him frustrating. Um, but yeah, great finish from Lacazette. I think, I mean, 44th minute, perfect time to take the lead. Proper smash and mm. grab, wasn't it? Half time going into one. I think we were all a bit surprised to be in that position. But also, I think you have to say it was probably deserved, wasn't it, at that point? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think uh, throughout the first half, we dominated possession like 68 to 32%. Yeah. Um, so, you know, something really, really strong like that. So, yeah, fully deserved. I mean, we, we were saying on this podcast, weren't we, last week about, you know, the fact that we were going to Greece and we did fly back that night. So we would have got in at like 3, 4 a.m. Friday. Leicester were playing at home. You know, we were concerned, weren't we? But yeah, I mean, honestly, I think we outworked Leicester in that first half, dominated them in, in midfield. I don't know if they're a bit hungover from losing um, against Prague, but they just didn't match the tempo, did they? No, I, I, think- I think, oh, sorry, you go, George. No, I think I'll just um, the Europa defeat. I would definitely have played a factor because on paper you'd think, okay, they've just lost to a lesser team, and now Arsenal are coming to visit. I mean, I know that doesn't mean as much as it used to over the years, but at the end of the day, Arsenal is still a big club. It's still always going to be a difficult game for them. So I think it might have played in the back of their mind and. Yeah, unfortunately for them, not for us, uh, they just didn't really bring much to the game after the first 20 minutes. Yeah, I think they were a bit shell-shocked as well for that. Because going into the game, we hadn't beaten them at uh, the King Power Stadium since Arteta used to play for us. And Arteta got subbed on in that game, uh, and we were the only team to beat them home and away in the whole season. That was their title-winning season, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. It's like... Five six years ago since we beat them at King Power, so they the world bet girl. Yeah, they went into it fully like expected to beat us, even though they just recently lost their last game. Like form isn't yeah. such a big factor. And it's um, something we've seen from Leicester before. You know how they kind of dropped off the cliff at the end of last season. Hmm. Um, obviously, that's the reason that they're in the Europa League. Is you know they conceded that place to United really late on. Yeah. 
And I think they're in real danger of heading that way now. Obviously, Madison's out, Madison is out for a little while. Um, Barnes stretched off very early on in the first half. That did not look good. Um, he's he's clearly going to be out for a little while. And, and Six Park, weeks. Yeah. Oh, that, that screws my fantasy. Um, and West and- Ham are coming up the rear. West Ham in the Champions League next year. <laughs> wow. Could you imagine? Are they still <laughs> set in fourth? With They're with Lingard on loan, yeah. <laughs> um, Chelsea with that draw, they sit two points behind them. How great would it be if West Ham made it and United didn't? <laughs> it's it. You look at it that way, but it's also how bad is it that West Ham have made it and we haven't? Yeah, well, we're yeah. just way off the pace. Yeah, um, we, it, it's funny because we weren't even in in competition for it. No, I mean, yeah, I, I, it is concerning for Leicester, but with Madison and Barnes out, and um, uh, Vardy's yeah. obviously just had his surgery as well, and he's, I think he scored like one in 11 games or something that they were saying on BT, so he's hes not been firing at all. I yeah. didn't, I just feel like when we play Leicester, whenever he's around, he doesn't even need to have the ball, he's just running around, you're mm-hmm. thinking something's going to happen. Uh, just... I didn't really feel that yeah. fear today with him. Yeah, I mean, on one note about Vardy, actually, I think the one good opportunity he had, um, Mary dealt with really well. Yeah, you know, matched minute. his pace, yeah. outmuscled him, and just, just you know, ran him off the ball. Um, I think, but that was the only real clear-cut chance I saw Vardy have. I think Mari really redeemed himself there because I think if that was Louise, that was a goal. Yeah, or a red. <laughs> yeah, or both yeah. somehow. Yeah. The only other <laughs> contribution that I really noticed from Vardy is the 71st minute. He also deflected a team shot that was coming in. And that yes. would have probably oh, been a goal. Yeah, but yeah. We had Murray was, right was behind Linda, us. So Murray could have stopped it as well, but, but it was Murray's, nice to watch it. Murray's hands were up, so that would have actually hit him straight in the hands and given away a handball penalty. Oh, but Ooh. Jamie, if, 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 if Vardy hadn't hit it, it would have been a different timeline. And... <laughs> Alternate universe, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he wouldn't even have hands. He'd be like, what are you talking about? There's nothing here. The look on Jamie's face is like, fuck. <laughs> Don't worry. We'll yeah. start putting these up on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and oh, we missed the we missed the third goal, didn't we? That was a nice move. Um, what do you make of that, Jamie? Oh, it was great play. Um, William again. I'm shocked at the performance he put out. Um, I think that is his best performance he's had since the Fulham game. I mean, it's probably the only good performance since the Fulham game. Yeah, is is that William's best performance for Arsenal? Definitely. Yeah, because yeah. I mean, Fulham were they really didn't offer much that game, did they? Um, I will say yeah. one thing though. Everyone was saying that William man of the match. I would have to give it to Pepe. He yeah. Got, he got the yeah. first free kick that um, we got the goal from. He caused the penalty and he got the third goal. Yeah, like, he was William. putting the ball back all over the place as well. Yeah, yeah, that, William, yeah. Thomas. William, Tom, Pepe brilliantly. Thomas could not handle Pepe in the first half. No, he couldn't. No, and it was the right call to bring him off. I think yeah. for um, for Brendan Rodgers, he was he was struggling. He, he fouled him at least three times, um, maybe maybe a bit more. Uh, yeah, I thought I thought Pepe did really well. William did really well. You know, I I said about a month ago, or maybe a bit less than that, that you know we started playing well with Saka and Smith Rowe, but I felt that we needed at least one, maybe two of Pepe, William and Alba to start playing well. I felt like we could not go anywhere with all of them mm-hmm. being shit, basically, which is what most of this season has been. We couldn't can't mm-hmm. have all three of them on the pitch doing absolutely nothing and Saka killing it or Smith Rowe killing it. We needed something from at least realistically two of them and Pepe and William came up with it today and we're looking a bit more clinical in front of goal as well four shots on target yeah four shots on target today three goals last game five shots on target three goals so I just thought yeah I just thought Pepe and William looked a bit more up for it don't you think Pepe looked like he was just having the best time out on the pitch today I was really enjoying following him around that because he was just smiling the whole time he was trying a lot of take-ons and being successful with them. Yeah, he People looked a bit nippier. His legs. He yeah. looked a bit nippier, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, and it's, 
He he definitely needed it. Um, and this the test now is William is four assists in two games. No, sorry, three assists in two games. Mm. Um, you know, he's got he's got to keep that form going because this is what we brought him in for, but we've only seen it in three games so far. But, you know, it's like you were saying, Johnny, we haven't really seen it from William, from Albert or Pepe. You could argue all three of them are playing really well at the moment. Yeah. 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 Well, it, I mean, William still has more to prove. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's not oh, yeah. get carried away. But yeah. One game. Yeah. Yeah. I think it'll be a huge confidence boost for him. And he hasn't really had, I'd say any of those this season, other than the, the literal first game of the season. Yeah. And um, that's why Arteta had to start him today. And I don't think he's going to be, would have been taking huge confidence from the technically assist for Tierney because he just gave him the ball, basically. <laughs> 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 the second assist I mean, that he it, got it, as well is um, only on a technicality. So the um, assists are defined separately for fancy football and for um, Premier League football, according mm. to uh, the, the guys at Opta. And it counts as an assist for fancy football because he was the last person to touch yeah. it before Pepe, but it was actually him having a shot that deflected. So it might not even count as an actual assist for... Yeah, it's an AF, as you would know from yeah. American fantasy football. Yeah, on um, on flash score, it, it didn't have... a. Uh didn't have William as the assist it just said Pepe go mm. um but yeah I mean I didn't feel like there was much more sort of exciting stuff past past that that goal to talk about maybe a, a Tierney had another rocket late on didn't he mm-hmm. um great technique he I think he's gonna score one of those soon but it wasn't close enough today Alba missed a good chance um just sort of yeah I really liked right. the uh, manager bringing Alba on in the 80th 84th minute or just showing that we still should keep on going keep on attacking them they look tired mm. and they look, look like a chance for us to really make up that goal difference a bit but counterpoint, I'd like to have seen more counterpoint to that martinelli was on the bench why not bring him on true and where's yeah. it, um, eddie and katia mm. at the moment <laughs> i don't know one thing i noticed as well during that game pepe and cedric on the right hand side had a better understanding of each other's game than when Pepe plays along that side with um Bellerin. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I would be concerned for, for Bellerin. I I just think Suarez is doing a better job. I think well, he's he's got the gentleman's agreement to leave in the summer anyway now, hasn't he? So yeah. I think it's last summer, yeah. yeah. I think last summer I would have been not upset but disappointed by that. But th- I I don't know. I think but Bayern's had so many chances this sum this this season even um, he's not brilliant defensively and he's not really brilliant going forward anymore either. So, yeah, I, th- I think Suarez is a, he, he's not an amazing defender. He's certainly not as quick, but I think he's a bit more experienced with his, you know, the positions he gets into. And, you know, he can ping a pass as well. So, you know, I like he understands well. the overlapping as well. Yeah. He, he knows to how to overlap with them and get the passes back and forwards, whereas Bellerin seems to just either go all the way out to the wing and, kind of stand there for a bit looking a little bit lost or you run yeah. straight through the middle of the park and neither of those really help for Pepe's positioning and no foul throws let's just yeah. not Bayern just kind of feels like a like a sprinter who picked up football and you know just sort of give it a go uh you know if, if while Bayern, also having a modeling career if he if he was as slow as the other defenders would he you know would he be at a club like Arsenal I don't think he would. No. I, I think, think you've he... just described Kalasanac. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, to be fair, in his first season, Kalasanac was quite good going forward. Um, uh, he's always been awful at the back, though. <laughs> just all over the place, isn't he? Um, but yeah, I think I think that sort of summarises the, the chances for the game. I was, I was pleased when Partey came on. He just offered a bit more sort of assurance, didn't he? Um, and clearly he's managing his game time, which I'm pleased with. Um, Shaka really blossomed once um, Partey was on as well. Like Shaka was having a good game, but as soon as Partey was on his passes and the fact that he had a bit more time to focus on that, he was just getting the ball, like distributing it so well. Yeah. That, and he I, calmed him down during that argument with Albrighton that came out of absolutely nowhere. 
Oh yeah. Um, mm. I think it's just a good example of a great player making a good player better, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, I think Partey, once he kind of gets over these niggling issues with his fitness, he is going to be a key man in that midfield next year. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, the only thing we've really got going for us this year is Europa. And hopefully Partey is able to, you know, do his part. But it's one of those where we're just like, oh, don't rush him, don't rush him. Because we did that last time and we missed him for another six weeks or so, didn't we? Three. Yeah, weeks. I think the, the thing with the result today is that it's a great result, but it, it doesn't change anything, mm. does it? Like literally nothing. We well, still... yeah, the, the Spurs result means we're back where we were at the beginning of the day. We've basically uh, just we're stopped... 10th. We've gone from 11th to 10th. Yeah, yeah, great. <laughs> but you know, again, it's like we've said every week. It all is where we ultimately finish will depend on the games in hand with Everton and Villa. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, by the end of this game week, Everton will, I believe, have played the same amount of games as will Spurs, mm-hmm. as will Liverpool now as well. Villa will still have one in hand because they've had quite a few rearranged due to COVID, haven't they? Um, so we'll have a better idea. I just think, you know, I'm listening to the commentators and they're going, oh, is the top four push back on? It's like, oh, come on, man. Like, yeah, leave it out. It's, yeah. It's... Win one in two. We've won two games in five and we're 10th. Like, you know, it's encouraging, but if we win the next three, then maybe we can talk about Europa if other teams drop. But I, I don't think there's any benefit in getting too excited after, you know, that, that win. Well, I mean, we, we just need to look at the run of games and the next four we've got in the league. Uh, well, we've got Burnley next. Yeah. Um, but then we have Tottenham, then we have West Ham, then we have Liverpool. All yeah. three of those teams are ahead of us. So that would Olympiacos be... in the middle of that as well. Yeah, Olympiacos, um, Tottenham are sandwiched in between both of those games. Yeah. So that week coming from Thursday the 11th all the way up to uh, 3rd of April. Five games in what? Just over two weeks? Yeah, two weeks. Two weeks in um, a day. But yeah, like I said, obviously... Tottenham is going to be a big one. Can we claw back three points? West Ham again, they're ahead of us. Can we claw? Even Liverpool, like, I mean, Liverpool are probably the benchmark for that Europa League spot. I mean, I'm not sure they'll come back for the Champions League this year. No. Plus four in a row. Mental. Just capitulated, haven't they? I think Sheffield are going into this one. I mean, they're playing as we record this. I think they're going into this, you know, feeling pretty good. They're having a good go, are they? (laughs) Let's check out the stats. Um, Yeah, I think we do have a good run at the end, though. I mean, the last eight games are Sheffield, Fulham, I mean, Everton and Chelsea are in there, but Newcastle, West Brom, Palace and Brighton. It's, I mean, is that the bottom six other than Burnley? I think mm-hmm. it's six or six of the bottom seven, yeah. maybe. Um, Fulham, Newcastle, yep, yep, West Brom. So, we, I mean, we've got a really great run at the end there. I think we'll make some ground. But, it, I mean, the whole season sort of comes down to the next the next month, really, doesn't it? I mean, mm-hmm. we've got, got to win against Burnley. They've just got absolutely spanked today. Um, yeah, do they have a game midweek? Or is Burnley do have a game midweek? Okay, that's good. So they're going to be a bit more tired than us as well. We don't. Yeah, and obviously Saka's been rested. Alba's been rested. Um, Yeah, you're right. Burnley play Leicester on on Wednesday. So that's absolute must win. Um, I don't know. I'm not going to get too excited about even a Europa League push unless we take points um, as in a win from at least one or maybe two of Spurs, West Ham and Liverpool. Um, Yeah. I don't think there's too much to get excited about, but we'll see. It was a good yes, performance today. Yeah. Spurs and Liverpool, we're at home. West yeah. Ham, we're away. Our home and... form's not been great, though. Yeah. Well, it just doesn't mean anything at the moment, does no. it? It doesn't mean anything. Um, Spurs Liverpool just oh, well. feels like the team that we'd get the most points from out of those three as well, just because they don't have their defence. 
Yeah, and I mean, Spurs had a good win today, but let's not forget what a dreadful run they're on. Um, but it's Spurs, isn't it? It's North London derby. You sort of feel like all that kind of goes out the window, don't you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll see. We'll see. Um, let's let's talk about Burnley predictions. Jamie, I'll come to you. Oh, it really comes down to who we play. Like after today's result, what team do we even put out? Do we take away William once he's finally got some sort of passion in his game? He actually seems to be enjoying playing for Arsenal, not wishing he was still playing for Chelsea. Do, do you take you... Pepe out? Do you you take Lacazette out? Who do you play? Who do you take out? I would you... play a similar team at Burnley than we that we played today. Just because five days later we do go to Olympiacos away, and mm-hmm. I feel we want that stronger team for that game. That so true. I would play William. I would start Pepe, and you know rest Saka and Alba for Olympiacos. I don't know oh, if yeah, it'll rest Saka for. I mean, because that'll be like two weeks off by that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I think rest him that much. And maybe as like. Uh, late in the game subs to bring on once we've tired out their defence a bit because Burnley's going to just yeah. sit back against us. We Obviously, we want to score as early as we can, but if we let them just tire themselves out trying to keep us away and then we bring on all of our faster subs towards the end of it that have, we've been resting, like giving Alba a bit more rest, giving Saka more rest, mm-hmm. hopefully at that point we'll be able to do something with it. But I'd like the... to see Martinelli... Get some minutes. Yeah, you've got to think he's got to he's got to be starting or at least coming off the bench at that game. Otherwise, there's serious concerns. Was the lineup today was that tactical, or was that a man who's saying, "Right, we're going for the Europa League. That's what we're going for." I think that's a man that realizes a lot of his players were tired from traveling four hours from a home game in yeah. Athens. Yeah. That's fair. So, yeah. uh, completely tactical. Uh, it worked out well. Um, it worked. It did. Leicester yeah. were tired too. They were tired too. I think they were more mentally tired than. Yeah. That. Um. But yeah, I, I'm going to say three-one to Arsenal. Okay. Who's scoring? Uh, depends who starts again. But well, that, that's that how that's how sports work, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Uh, I hate you so much sometimes. <laughs> And it's Andy, the ball boy, with a pinging into the top corner. <laughs> and the referee will not let it stand. Will we win if we score more goals? <laughs> my, my, Michael Owen commentary levels for me right now, isn't it? Um, if Saka starts, he'll score. Okay. All right. 3-1. Uh, John, what are you saying? I think it's probably going to be closer than that because they're going to... They like to just sit back and defend against us a lot. I don't know why they didn't against Spurs today. I guess they just got caught off guard. But I, we don't seem to be able to keep that clean sheet at all. It's either going to be a close game, like a 2-1, um, or it's going to be like 2-0 to us. Um, I reckon we're going to be playing Lacazette again, just because he's a bit more... Well, at least I think he's a bit more physical than Aubameyang up there. And yeah. They'll, they'll want that bit of physicality in front of the goal. So I think he'll score. And I think that we'll probably have like a goal from a corner or something as well. So maybe one of the center backs. Okay. George. Um, I agree. Probably a two, one, you know, like I said, we're not great in the first 10 minutes. Honestly, I think putting a tenner on Arsenal to concede in the first 10 minutes is one of the safer bets these days. <laughs> so I will say two, one, um, I think I'm going to go out there. If William starts, I think he'll score. Ooh. And Ooh. again, Ooh. I think Laka will, will start. And I, I think his hold up play is what we're going to need in Burnley, you know, to say sit back so well. And I think mm. him holding the ball up while we find some space, I think he'll be really key. So I think Laka will either get a goal or an assist. Yeah, I think it's. I don't want to see loads of crosses against Burnley because I, I don't. I'm not sure if Me's fit, but if he is, Me and Tarkovsky will have that all day. Mm-hmm. Whether yeah. it's whether it's Laka or Alba or both of them and a few more of them, it doesn't matter. They'll have that all day. Um, so yeah, I'm quite keen to see that not happen. I think I think 
the early goal won't happen because I think it's happened so often recently that my hope is that Arteta will really sort of drill that into him and be like, fucking watch the game of football at the start, please. <laughs> you know? <laughs> be honest, I think they'll yeah. clap back and be like, well, pick a regular back four. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Too many changes. I think I, I'm i going to go 2-0. Mm. I, think, I think they will sit back. I think if we don't concede early, then we hopefully won't concede at all. If we concede early again, then who knows? Um, but yeah, I think that covers anything else you wanted to cover, Jamie? No, I think that's everything. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that'll do it for this podcast then. We, what day did Burnley play? Oh, it's Saturday. 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 March. Is it Saturday? Yeah, yeah. 12 o'clock, 12.30 kickoff. Okay, cool. So we will be back on Saturday then to discuss that. We will obviously be elated from another win. Um, please remember to check us out on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Gunner underscore chat. Uh, have a great week, and we will see you on Saturday. <laughs>